Hey guys, how's it going? Matt from Foulball Productions here. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that you're doing well because I'm doing phenomenally. Thank you so very much. It's the MF for Podcast. Number 22, Back from the Dead. Here I am broadcasting to you. Coming live from Austin, Texas, right directly into your living room. How's everybody doing? How is everybody doing? Thank you for joining me. I appreciate you being here in the afternoon, having a little bit of fun, messing around with me. I got a big show, lots of plans, not really. Gonna talk some shit, gonna talk some, uh... all right, this guy, this fucking guy. Listen, pal, I've had enough of you. I have had enough of you, Captain Finity, so everybody knows who I'm talking about and why. And then I'm going to explain the situation, and then I'm going to deal with it. Um, this guy was on my show one night, MF for Cocktail Lounge. Cuckoo motherfucker. Every single time I try to have him on, conversation goes off the rails. Whatever. It's not a big deal. We come in and talk Reservoir Dogs. There's a detail in the movie that he's convinced of, provides no evidence for, and then demands, demands that I see it his way with no evidence. Just like, oh, he knows. And uh, and then he, he was completely belligerent, completely uncool. Then he, then he mentally, something really broke in his brain. Because then he went and streamed for hours talking about me. Put my name in there. Blah, 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 blah. Whatever. I don't even care. Talk shit. Do it. I don't care. I mean, you're never coming back on. But I don't care what you say. But the thing is, this motherfucker will not leave me alone. Everything I put out there, this cocksucker puts a comment on, something negative, Always, I, I, I stopped, I, I wasn't even, I never even commented back. And then the other day, he's, he writes something, and I go, uh, I said, seek help, buddy. That's all I said. And he's, once again, snapped, snapped this guy, this fucking nut job. So, listen, pal, you're blocked, all right? I've had enough of you. I've tried to, to do everything, you know what I mean, to, to be a decent guy, to let you go off and not be a, a cunt about it. But you, you, uh, you are an insufferable person. You are mentally ill, and you need help. Okay, you're damaged, so you're blocked. Okay, you are blocked forever. But just fucking go away. All right, like I, I can't. Ugh, you, you're fucking scum. You just, you just, you, you got, you have issues, pal. You're broken up to up stop. So you're banned. You're blocked. I don't ever want to see from you or hear from you ever again. If you contact me on anything, I'll block and report you. Okay, I'm done. I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. I was patient. I let you be, you know, some nut job, lunatic, cocksucker, whatever, fine, I don't care. But you just won't stop. You just won't stop. You damaged, damaged person, buddy. Damaged. So, you're, you're blocked. And I never I want to see from you or hear from you ever again. Go get help, you fucking lunatic. Anyway. How's everybody else doing? No, E. Clay Thomason, this is not a bit. Not a bit at all. I wish it was. That would be terrific. That would be great. Because then I wouldn't have to deal with, like, little cuckoo, cuckoo brain over there. But, um, but no, it's not a bit. I just wanted to clear it up because he's in the chat again being a jackass. I don't like, I don't care. You know, I don't need drama. You know, I don't mind, I don't mind uh, talking drama when it makes me, allows me to get a point out there or, or is entertaining. But this is just, this is just harassment and I'm over it. I'm done. I don't need to put up with this. So he's nuts and he's gone forever. Uh, just another retro. Hail, my friend. Hello. Good to see you, sir. New Bomb Turk. What's going on? Uh, now that you've got a job, congratulations. That's good, man. I wonder, uh, I don't think you said, you mentioned it on Friday, but I don't think you said what line of work it was. I am curious. Would love to hear. Would love to hear. But congrats, man. That's great. Do you miss your boy? Do you miss your boy out there in Cambodia? We all miss him. We all miss him. Uh, who else is here? Low Spec Linux Laptop. Hail. Man, Static 2020. What is up, everybody? Thank you for being here today on this Wednesday. Um, a few things I want to talk about. A few topics. A few things burning up my brain. Can I say this? Can I say this? Might be controversial. Might be kind of mean. And I'm sorry if it is. I fucking can't stand porn stars. Like, I can't. I do not like porn stars. 
I don't watch their videos. I mean it. I'm not saying that to, you know, I don't watch, I watch amateur porn. I don't like watching porn stars. First of all, they're always so exaggerated as people. I can't, can't latch on to it. There's nothing human about it. They're not good at what they do. Like, first of all, the type of sex they have on, on the, in those porn, porn things is so exotic. It's so over the top. It's like a three ring circus. It's like, who does that? Who has sex like that? And why? I don't think it looks good. I don't think it's fun. I think it's it's gross. And I just don't find it entertaining. And that's whatever. And that's just my personal preference. I wouldn't make a video about it be like, this is why it sucks. I don't care. Whatever. Watch what you watch. Watch what makes you happy. Thing is, I find myself, what up? Nick, Nick, Nick Weiser likes big dongs. <laughs> I love you, Nick. Good to see you, buddy. Ruben, hail, buddy. What's going on? But the, the thing is, uh, huge, the huge. A lot of people are saying I've got the biggest dung. People are saying it. It's true. Uh, the Dick's Division has sex in many ways. Uh, but the thing is, that's just personal preference. I don't have to like everything. There's, there's, especially when it comes to porn, there's enough out there. thing about porn stars that irks me is I have to also, like, listen to them speak about things. And it's like, I don't ever want to do that. I don't find them interesting. I don't care about their journey as a porn star. I don't care about them talking about funny things that happened on a shoot. The reason I bring this up is because it's like Adriana Chechik or something like that was on Two Bears, One Cave the other day. And it's like, I don't, I like that show. I like listening to Bert's nonsense and Tom's kind of vaguely condescending jokes at Bert's way. It's very funny. It's very entertaining. I like it a lot. But when they throw these porn stars in these comedy shows, these comedy podcasts, it's just like, oh, shut up. Do we really have to listen to her like she's on the level of like uh, comedians who do arenas? Are we really pretending that's the same thing? Come on, man. Like these guys honed a skill for literal decades. You know what I mean? Like bombed and had to earn every little bit of fame and and, uh, success that they had. And look, I'm not telling anyone how to make a living or whatever. Do whatever you want. Whatever makes you happy as long as it's legal. I don't care. Uh, But like these girls act like – they're artisans. Like, like they've been honing this skill. It's like you were 18 and you showed up. That's how you got the job. Stop acting like it was this journey. You know what I mean? Like you trained and you worked. No, you just took a dick on camera. I mean, I understand there's more to it than that. I get it. I'm not trying to be ignorant. But I don't, I don't give a shit. I don't care. And I don't, I don't like having to listen to it. I know I sound like a, ma- a maniac right now. But I, for years, like Opie and Anthony would always have porn stars on. And I guess back when then it was kind of novel. It was sort of like, ooh, shocking porn stars. But I mean, God, I got to hear them on these comedy podcasts. And they're sitting around like legitimately talented, funny guys who, who you know, as if they're equals. It's like, you're not, a, what, if you, what did you do? You just showed up one day and said, yeah, I'll do that on camera for money. Cool. I mean, that's great. Do that. But don't. Uh, why do I have to listen to you, too? Why do I also have to hear, like, your ideas? And some of them are really entitled. You know, they're kind of, like, sort of shitty. I, I just, I don't find it even kind of interesting. And uh, I, I just, I don't, it's not for me at all in any way. And like I said, that's okay. I just don't like it being shoved in places. <laughs> no pun intended. Where it doesn't belong. I mean, come on. Like, you know, Chrissy Mayer has a lot of porn stars on her show, but that's the theme. That's what it is. I don't watch it because I don't give a shit. But she does, and she does, and that's great. But it's not like on her daily podcast, I also have to hear porn stars and, like, act like they're, I don't know. I I don't know why this irks me so much. I know I'm sounding a little bit fucking irrational, but I just don't, I don't care about anything they've got to say, and I don't like them in my comedy sphere. They don't belong there. Okay, rant over. <laughs> I guess this, this maybe that did come across. Did that come across mean? Did that come across like I'm being a jerk? I don't know. I just don't find them interesting at all. But anyway, that's my take. I just I had to get that out because I feel like all the time I'm just bombarded with these people and I don't give a shit. I don't care. Yeah, most are raging liberals as well. Yeah, they say all that. They say all the things, all the memes, all the leftist memes. Just boring. I don't give a shit. Like, B, I don't care what you say or do. I just don't know why I need to be exposed to it. I don't care. I'm not interested. I'm not. I don't find it fascinating. And I Look, I guess if it was dealt with with a little bit more honesty, but we're still acting like they did anything. They didn't do anything. They just showed up. I don't know. Like, it's just, like, 
if I if I started YouTube and the day I started I got paid thousands of dollars and I and I just had I just was there. I just showed up and and it was working. Would any of you respect that? Would you be like, "Wow, that guy really he did something." No, he didn't. He just literally walked, opened the door, and then there was a pile of money on the ground and it was take your clothes off. Like I I just don't I don't know why we're supposed to be impressed. Why we're supposed to be like, "Ooh, what an accomplishment." You didn't accomplish anything. You just did that job. <laughs> it's not I'm not impressed. I know I dated a girl who did porn. And she didn't you know, she she just did it. She just showed up, made thousands, and then left. And that was that. And you're like, yeah, cool. I didn't ask how, oh, I wasn't like respecting her journey or like, her, you know, her art, her artsmanship. I don't know. I just, uh, I just don't find it all that interesting. I don't find it all that compelling. New Bomb Turk says, uh, <laughs> JT says, I don't respect you now, lol. That's fair. You know. I don't deserve much respect. I've got to be honest. Uh, Ruben says, Matt, the comedy podcast gatekeeper. No, no. It's just, they don't, it's also the way the comics talk about, talk to them. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're on the same level. Like, they have, like, this respect for them. Why? Why do you respect them? You know how hard you had to work versus how hard she had to work to get where you both are? It's a different level. It's a different level. And it's also, like, it's not a translatable skill. Just because you could suck a good dick does not make you an interesting person. And this is a podcast. She's not sucking a dick. You know? What's that show? Uh, not Is it No Jumper? That guy. I don't, I, I don't remember his name. But I think he's like, a, he does a podcast with his chick. And they, they interview a girl. And then they have sex with her. That's an angle. That is an interesting thing. I think that's something I would be willing to watch. But just listening to a porn star talk about her ideas about the world. Shut up. Who cares? Good God. Uh, and then New Bomb says they, uh, the pay is a misnomer. They don't make that much. Fair enough. But they don't make nothing. And there's no really qualifications. Just be like hot-ish. Um, Lisa, hey Matt. So does porn stars get respect now? I are you, I don't know what you mean by that. Are you saying that it's always kind of been a job that, like of disrespect? I'm not saying they should be actively disrespected. By the way, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying like fuck that job, fuck their existence, fuck what they. You know, I'm not saying that. I just don't find them interesting. And when they're hanging around a bunch of interesting people, it's like, why is she here? Who, don't, who invited her? Like, what, what gives a shit? Why is she in the room? And I guess I wouldn't even bother, but I just, it seems like a, an over, I don't know. I guess maybe it's just like a personal thing. Maybe I'm just a jerk. I don't know. I just never gave a shit about porn stars and anything they had to say ever. I don't care. Because I don't even watch their, I don't even watch their porn. So I don't even, I don't even care on that level. Anyway, I don't want to keep going because I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I'm making an appointment or just uh, attention is different than respect. No, but I mean, these comics, these comics sit around. And talk with them like they're equals. You know what I mean? They're kind of like, oh, yeah, like impressed. Like, they're not, what? They're not interesting? I don't know. I don't want to keep relating the point because I think I'm coming I'm coming across like a jerk. But um, that's just how I feel. I had to get off my chest. Uh, Ruben Christopher Haynes, the podcast, Matt. You have a choice not to listen. I, I have a new outlet. Do whatever gives you joy and happiness and turn off. A, okay, okay. Well, I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. That's the thing because I don't like it. But instead, I don't get a week of a show I like. Because there's this stupid porn star there that I have to pre- pretend to care about. That's what I don't like about it. And Opie and Anthony used to do that all the time. They'd have them in, and they're, they're, they're boring. They're, not, they're generally not all that bright. Not that they're stupid, but they're not, like, interesting enough to be on the radio. Like, they're just, like, eh. there's, the only thing interesting about you is, is, the, is something you're not doing right now. And it would be rude to ask you to do it. So why are you here? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, why are we listening to her? Who gives you shit? So not interesting. Um, Lisa says, oh, what Chrissy does? Yeah, that's a niche. I don't care about that either. Right. But it, I'll tell you what. It would, that doesn't bother me. But it would bother me if, it, if, if Chrissy's only – her only show was like – and there would be porn stars thrown in there. I would be annoyed with that because I'm like, I like you, Chrissy. I want to listen to you, but I don't want to listen to them. But she has that show where she basically does that. That's the theme of the show. So it's just like, okay, that's just not for me. That's fine. I just don't, I just don't like when like – you know, these girls are thrown in like we're supposed to care. It's like, no, I don't care. I don't give a shit. You know, go ahead and like them. And yeah, it's their show. They can do whatever they want with it. I just feel like there's this weird connection with porn and comedy that I never understood and I don't think belongs. I don't think it's I don't think it's the same thing at all. You know, like these comics, if you just showed up to an open mic, got paid, you know, and became, you know, known. I just feel like it would kind of I don't know. I'm done talking about this. I'm getting bored with myself. Um... 
question for anyone out there, my lovely chat, you lovely people, you wonderful adult human beings. Um, is anyone is anyone watching The Last of Us? I really feel like that show came out with came in with a bang, and uh, has fallen off. I don't think people care. I could be wrong, but I work in customer service. I talk to people all day long. That's one of my jobs. You know, that's what I have to do at work. I talk. I talk a lot. Um, and uh, I used. I felt like when that show first came out, I heard a lot more chatter about it. I heard. I saw a lot of memes. I saw a lot of content. I, I feel like it's uh, not really that interesting any longer. I feel like it, it, it came, like the first episode was cool. And then it's like, once you got into the characters, you realize it's not like a lot of substance to any of these characters. Like they're, I know that they're following the game and stuff, but I just don't, I don't have any personal connection with any of them. I don't find myself compelled by the show. Like I can objectively see that it is well done and like the creature effects and stuff are great. Like the way those zombies look are awesome, but I, that's not enough to keep me compelled or interested in a show. And I just feel like this show came out so hot and was like, Ooh, the new hot thing. And I feel like it has just fallen off because there's not really much to identify with. There's not really a whole lot to connect with in this show, you know? So I wanted to see uh, wanted to see what everybody was thinking about that. Hello, Thundercats, ho! Good to see you, my friend. Hail. Uh, love the cat. Who doesn't, JT? This is Luke. He's even in the thumbnail today. Yes, yes, yes. Stop watching after episode three. Same. This is exactly where I dropped off. And that episode annoyed me, too. Maybe I'm just grumpy, guys. I think I'm just talking about things I don't like right now, so I'm sorry if that's coming across cynical and negative. Um, but I, I, that, I didn't like that episode because I felt like it came with like a wave of like, you're supposed to love this. It's Ron Swanson, and he's gay, and it's the performance of a lifetime. And I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. Here we fucking go. Um, I mean, it, I thought it was a good performance. I think they're kind of overstating how great it was. It was fine. It was good. It was competent. It's not going to change my life. Um, but also, I was like, this is just here for representation reasons. Like, this doesn't fit and doesn't need to be here. This doesn't move the story. It's like, what was that? World War Z? Where they, that would belong in like World War Z, right? Where they would tell those little pocket stories, those little vignettes. Where they would talk about, oh, this happened over here. This is like an interesting part. Like little tales of the zombie apocalypse. But this in a story with a linear narrative and you just stop for f f what, f 45 of the 50 minutes of that episode to just focus on these guys like romance. I was like, all right. I mean, it was sweet, I guess, you know, but I don't. Who gives a shit? How is this helping the story? Why is this even here? And I think, you know, I think we all know why it's there. I think we all know why it's there. Uh, maybe human hail, hail. Porn actors are 100% 100% stupid, and the last people on the planet you want to interview about any topic. Chrissy just likes drama and tits sell. I, look, I, I, I don't know about that part with Chrissy, um, but I agree. I never care what they have to say about anything. I've, I, I've never listened to any of them and thought they were funny or interesting or unique. The only one I actually ever really liked was Bailey J, and she's a dude. <laughs> <laughs> she's a, she was born a man. So uh, she's the only one I thought was funny or even kind of compelling. Uh, she had like a podcast for a while. I actually kind of thought she was like, oh, this is like she's got an entertaining personality, but she's a guy. Um, Ruben Christopher Haynes, there are so many podcasts. Oh, wow, this is a meta. Listening to a podcast about a podcast that the podcaster did not listen to. All right, Ruben, stop trying to be cute. Stop trying to be cute. Low spec uh, saying, nope. I guess that's probably about Last of Us. Yeah, I, I'm with that. Lisa, sex is an easy topic for comic. Everyone understands the topic for easy laughs. No, I, I'm not saying the topic, but they don't. That's the thing. Like, I never feel like they're even that funny when they're talking with these porn stars. It's almost like they're referential, rev, referential, 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 showing reverence in a way that's like, this is undeserved, dude. She was just like an 18-year-old chick who didn't want to go to work and didn't want to go to college and just decided to take dick on camera for money. That's fine, but don't, I don't need to respect her. Like, it's like, you can do whatever you want, but you're not going to get my respect for that. Like, I don't, not that I disrespect it, I just don't think it's remarkable. You just did that. Great, cool, good, good for you. It's like, be like me respecting you getting a job as a server. It's like, no, that's, I mean, I respect you you for working, but you didn't have to do much to get that job. You just were alive, and then you can get that job, and that's fine. 
I don't know. I'm being a dick. I don't. Sorry. I don't know why I'm coming across as such an asshole, but maybe I just am an asshole, and this is the true my true nature. Uh, JT Gun, that girl creeps me out. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't like her. I don't like her. She's like one of those mini girl bosses too, you know, that they prop up because she was so badass in Game of Thrones, and then they're like, oh, you know, yes, Queen Slay, and she's got to be like a girl boss, you know. I don't know. Uh, Lisa, Last of Us, watched the first two episodes, missed the rest. Yeah, yeah. E. Clay Thomason, the games is still much better. I don't like the change they made, especially the last one where they turned Joel into a crying puss. Oh, I didn't, I mean, I did not watch it, but that is disappointing, I imagine. I imagine that, like, because I didn't play the game either, because I never, I didn't have a PlayStation when that was popular. Uh, so, but I hear it's a great game, so I don't know. I don't have anything attached to it, but I'm like, I don't believe that, what's his name? Druckman is going to be, like, adhere to the story and not going to fall victim to making this about, you know, identity politics and garbage. You know, of course they are. Of course, eventually they're going to do that. Uh, maybe human never watched last of us or played the games. I'm done with zombies. It bores me. Fair enough, dude. Zombies are oh, played out, bro. Played out. JT gun. Totally agree. I imagine that's with me. I imagine he agrees with me. Um, Thundercats, oh, hell. He says, uh, hello, there is too much content to watch across all the platforms. The talent is limited, hence why so many programs are poor. Yeah, I think that's reasonable, you know? I think that's fair. I also think, like, it's illegal to make good shows nowadays, you know? Or, or very difficult. Somehow, Taylor Sheridan is pulling it off. I'm not sure who he's got dirt on in Hollywood, but somehow that m- motherfucker has come through like a wrecking ball, like Miley Cyrus into Hollywood and has got like so many shows on the air. I think other than Yellowstone, which I understand is the biggest show on TV right now, which is amazing because it's actually quite good. Um, He also has like the Tulsa King show and uh, something else, some other other gangster show. And then, oh God, there's so many more comments that I missed. Um, Uh... Da, 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 da. Referential. Thank you, Just Another Red Shirt. Appreciate you. Um, <laughs> Static 2020, good point. They usually wait until season two to bring in the message. They waited to the third episode. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, they're just, they couldn't help themselves. Um, but uh, so somehow Taylor Sheridan's got like all these shows on, and they're based as fuck, especially Yellowstone. Uh, and 1883 is pretty good. They did do like a little bit there at the end where they, it was definitely some girl boss stuff going on and she was just like the wildest, but whatever, she died. So it wasn't that big of a deal. And there was, there was like some stuff, but it, the show was so good. You could forgive it for that. But I've been watching 1923. Fuck. It's so good. It's so good. It's like, I am genuinely frustrated that it's a weekly release because I want it now. I want it now. It is so good. And I think 1883 was just a miniseries, but 1923 is going to have multiple. I thought it was just going to be one, one season and one and done, like a miniseries, but it's not. It's like going to have you know, more seasons. Why? Wow, so the same thing twice, both times, equally as inarticulate. I don't know why you guys are here. Uh, you're good people. It's nice. It's charity. Thank you. Make a, make a wish kid feel good for a day. Um, but... Uh, but I so I, I guess the story is going to continue, which is great because it's really really good. Harrison Ford is really good. It's the first time I've liked Harrison Ford in I don't know. I guess he was pretty good in the Blade Runner sequel. Um, not that it's a great movie, but he was pretty good in it. But Helen Mirren's great. That guy who played Braun from Game of Thrones is good. He's a good antagonist, uh, or like one of them. Uh, who else is in it? Um, what's his name? Is it Timothy Dalton? Is that the guy who used to be Bond, Bond, Timothy Dalton? I think that's him. He was like he was the, like one of the bad guys in Hot Fuzz. He also plays a bad guy here. I do find it hard to take him seriously, though, because of his role in Hot Fuzz. And it's, it, it's kind of the same sort of delivery, and he looks even kind of the same. So it's kind of hard for me to take him not not think of that movie every time he says something menacing. Um, they do do something kind of boring I, I, I didn't like. Um, they made him like, you know, he had these these two hookers and then they, he like, you know, oh, he likes he's sadistic, like he likes to hurt them and that gets him off. And I was like, OK, the bad guy likes to get off on pain. Like, all right. Yeah, I think you could have been a little bit more creative there. It's, pr- it's pretty. That's been done, man. We've seen that. 
We know. Oh, okay, he's a sadist. Okay. I mean, it doesn't make him any more menacing. It's just it's like it's like a, it's like a trope now. It's a cliche. You're like, okay, cool. Violence against women. Got it. But other than that, it is fascinatingly good. I am just crazy for it right now. I think it's so compelling. I like Sheridan writes really good uh like TV. Like he really makes you want to watch the next episode. Like it really it has that and it doesn't feel like a trick. It's like you are I'm genuinely compelled to watch the next episode and I want it like right now. And I can't. I I have to wait a week. It's not fair. It isn't fair. Um let's see what y'all are saying. Yellowstone is good. Maybe Huben says Yellowstone is really good. It's so good they have a dozen spinoffs planned. Well, yeah, I know. And like actually that well what's kind of smart is the the spinoffs play into the main story. Like they're not just kind of like their own thing. They actually at least right now, they support the main story because they all take place at the ranch but at different times in history. So it's kind of like the the Kevin Costner's character was always talking about how the farm was under the uh, ranch was under attack and all that and then you get to see it happening. It's like, "Oh, fucking brilliant." really good e clay thomason hell uh taylor sheridan gets a lot of leeway because he has a lot of strong female characters borderline barry sues i would say that that was maybe true about the girl from 1883 but i don't think that's true about any of the other like characters i don't think that's true about beth in yellowstone because Beth makes a lot of mistakes. She fucks up a lot. Even though she is super strong, she misjudges things and miscalculates things and fucks up and loses. You know, she's resilient as fuck. But I think, like, she's not perfect. And she's definitely well-written in the sense that she does need her man. You know what I mean? She's really grown to love and respect him. And I think it's – it's. Uh, I, I wouldn't agree with that assessment um, other than maybe that girl from 1883. I, I, don't, it's, I don't see it in uh, – in this 1923 show, uh, I think he actually writes strong women. Like he actually writes them well, the way they should be written. You know what I mean? Like human beings. Um, e. Clay says that English chick in 1923 annoys the hell out of me. I, I, I kind of like her. I think she's funny. I think she's like she's spunky. I like her. I I, I don't have a problem with her. Um, Ruben Christopher Haynes I'm out just kidding I purchased the Paramount Plus to see the shows yet I'm very busy now lol well, you can also see Maverick on Paramount Plus if you haven't and I fucking recommend that that was incredible that was the most fun I've had the movies in a really long time not that I went to the movies because I don't like going out to the movies it's expensive and it's long and can't pause it I don't know not my favorite thing to do um, Beth is super broken do you mean – how do you mean? Do you mean she's broken like from a writing perspective, like she's a broken character? Or do you mean like as a person she is broken? Because I would say like as a person she's broken. Yeah, I agree. And she is vengeful. But she is – oof, I would not want her to be my enemy, man. I would not want that chick to be my enemy. She is fucking intense, dude. Very, very intense. Um, I, uh, I don't know. I, I think she's great. I think it's a very good character. Um, I have no no problems with it at all. And I'm just – I'm impressed with what Sheridan has done. Okay, as a character, she's brilliantly written. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I'm impressed with what he's able to, able to do. And I wanted to play a clip for you guys from last night's – or the, I watched like last night's – this week's 1923. Because knowing you guys, I think you'd appreciate it. So let's, uh, let's play it here. It's about a minute and a half long. They put the bosses of the mining companies in charge of regulating the mines. I'll tell you all you need to know about politics, son. Well, you're in politics. I'm in law enforcement. Well, you enforce the laws you push through. Jack, I ain't complaining. I'm just saying it's the same thing. Hey, you're a cattleman in charge of regulating cattle, am I wrong? There's this theory that these scientists came up with after studying tribes in India and Africa, South America. The smaller tribes didn't have any government, didn't need any. They could sit down and talk out their problems, decide where to plant crops, to hunt. It was just a big family, really. But when the number of people got up around 500, if there wasn't any government, the strongest people would take advantage of the weakest. Every time, without fail, they would enslave, rape, steal, enrich their lives at the expense of other people's lives. 
government's men's way of trying to control our behavior, but it can't be controlled. That's what we are. Sooner or later, the kind of people that would enrich themselves at your expense will use the government to do it. And mark my words, one day they'll create laws to control what we say, how we think. They'll outlaw. Damn it! Ah, we took it down. I don't know if you guys are here right now. Please stick around if you can hear me. But they uh, they took me down. Cause, uh, oh, I look like I'm back up. Okay. Um, damn it. They, they cut it off right at the end of that clip, which is so frustrating. Because that's, that's the part I wanted you to hear. I had a feeling, though, as I was playing that, I was like, ooh, this is a little long. I think YouTube might, uh, might take it down. Damn it, I should have I just cut to the end. Because the last thing that he says, which I thought was the most important part, was that uh, they're going to start to create laws to tell you what to think and what to say. And I was like, oh, it never went off? Oh. It said, when I, on my side, it's, I got a warning. It says, heads up, we've detected copyright audio and video in your stream. Your stream may be temporarily blocked. Oh, it says maybe. All right, anyway. They said that they're uh, going to make laws that tell you what to think and what to say. And I was like, yo, that was based as fuck. Like, that's from Hollywood. That's from a Hollywood show saying that the government, they're gonna, pe the people in the government are going to control you. And they're going to control what you could say and think. I was like, yo, hell yeah, Sheridan. Based as fuck, bro. Based as fuck. Oh, uh, yeah, you're right, Eclay. Uh, but I, I can't, when you put up a clip from the back like that, I, I can't I can't pause it. I just have to play the whole thing or none of it. There's no pausing. But you're right. I should have done that. Or I pulled it up in a separate window or something like that. You're right. But damn it, dude. I was so, I was like, hell yeah. I am putting that on the podcast, dude. Fucking great. We don't, you don't get shit like that nowadays. You don't, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, God, it's damn, it's a friggin' opposite. It's like, it's like, oh, the government's great. Don't question them. Uh, unless they're Republicans, of course, then they're bad. But it was like, he basically just summed up like so much of the stuff that's going on, like in the world right now. Like, as, as, that coming out of Hollywood now, and this was written, it probably was written before Elon bought Twitter, but they could have cut it. They could have done anything to like, no, no, free speech actually is white supremacy or whatever. But I was like, yo, Sheridan, man, Sheridan somehow has got like a free pass to just talk about whatever the hell he wants. So I was like, yo, that was sick. That was, I was, hell yeah. Like, I think for stuff like that, like 1923 is worth your time anyway. Um, yeah, no, totally new bomb. But that, I think that's kind of like, I think that's like the the sort of axiom of like genuinely free thinking people is it's like it's not that I want my side in power is that I don't want the power to be oppressive. You know what I mean? And both sides do do it. But and yeah, both sides have been, you know, like historically, like there's a time where you can't say free speech. You know, like the, the Christian conservatives were always very like uh, sex stuff and vulgarity. Like you couldn't say those kinds of things, which, you know, is like then, then you're being untruthful if you can't talk about that stuff publicly and you know, or depicted or anything like that and now it's like the, the the left is like oh if you contradict the message the narrative uh as mr critical drinker likes to say the message um then you 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 know that that needs to be shut down in silence it's it's the problem of power and i think that that's the point of that whole little monologue there was that was exactly right it's that someone in power will eventually try to take away your right to think to say things uh, which is actually kind of weird that that was written then, like, uh, as if I'll tell you one day in the future, because wasn't the like, wasn't it in for World War One where there was the Sedition Act that uh, they put in where you couldn't talk bad about the government during the war and they would imprison people who spoke poor against the government? Um, I think that that was World War One. So it's weird that he's saying that, like, mark my words, this will happen in the future. It's like it's already happened in your country in the past few years so it's weird that he's like you know but i think he was like that's one of those moments where sheridan is like just throwing a little bit of his own actually kind of worldview about what's going on today like the way mash was about vietnam kind of thing i think it's like a bit of commentary from him and i don't know maybe it's because i agree with it but it's like that was refreshing to hear something like that coming out of a hollywood show and uh to to mr where are you where'd you go 
Um, ah, classy vigilante. Hail, what up, buddy? Uh, whoa, Harrison Ford in a role he can actually play. He's really, really good. And I thought that was all very, very well delivered. Um, yeah, totally. Anthoparian, hail Anthoparian, saying a Ford could play Biden and break his hip falling over the stairs to the plane. Isn't it just humiliating? Like, people were that they were embarrassed by Trump. I mean, I wasn't. I thought Trump was fucking hilarious. I loved him. Um, but, like, when you – it's just, like, this frail old man. He can't even walk up steps. You know what I mean? He's just like – just like a zombie. So, just like – it's just like – even politics aside, it's just embarrassing. It's just like, oh, God. Um, e. Clay Thompson. I don't understand the end of that conversation when the kids ask, aren't you doing the same thing as the mining guy? Harris said – Harrison Ford says, yeah, but it's okay when I do it. Well, I think that's always kind of been like the theme of the patriarchs in the Yellowstone Ranch is they like they are a bit tyrannical. They definitely do contradict themselves, but they kind of be like, this is the way of the world. And you have to do stuff like this to protect your family, to protect the people you love. Now, do of that philosophy what you like, agree with it, dissect it, whatever. But I think it's it's consistent with the show. I don't know if it's something that I agree with or I would live up to, but it's kind of something that they play with. They do challenge that point of view, I think, quite often because it's like in Yellowstone, like they murder a lot of people, like a lot of people are murdered by that family. And like, I don't agree with murder. I'm not a fan of that. So it's like, yeah, I don't I don't think it's um, I don't think that part is is the part that needs to be like is what i was highlighting it's something that i think is like worth dissecting in your brain you know what i mean like just worth having a conversation about because it's kind of like yeah i mean it, he is exactly saying that it's okay when i do it it's kind of like hmm, that is hypocritical but it's it's like i just think they're good discussions they're just smart and nuanced and complex and they don't really sum it all up and give you like a nice tidy thing that you're, you oh i can rah rah that's what i think um Maybe human. Hell. Uh, yep. 20, 30 years ago, the Christian conservatives were just as censorious as the leftists are today. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. It's like, it's, it, it goes, I guess it just goes back and forth. You know what I mean? It just swings back and forth. Whomever is in power, the other one challenges. And then once they get the power, they're like, well, actually you shouldn't say this and you shouldn't do that. And you shouldn't depict this. Yes. Thank you. Just another red shirt. Woodrow Wilson's administration in world war one. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Couldn't talk bad about the government. So I know New Bomb Turk, MASH was Korea, not Vietnam, but it was about Vietnam. It was made during the Vietnam era. It was like, this, the, it, was, it takes place in the Korean War, but it's about Vietnam. It's a commentary on Vietnam. Um, maybe humans said, I thought was about North Korea. Was it really about Vietnam? Well, I mean, it was a commentary on the war that was going on when MASH was on TV. I think, I'm pretty sure. Maybe I was wrong. Uh, just another red shirt. MASH was set in Korea, but the movie was anti-Vietnam story. Right. The book's author was reportedly offended by Altman's movie. Interesting. I didn't know that. That's pretty interesting. Hmm. Um, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, Kamala fail fails upwards. Biden falls upwards. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's a pretty funny joke. Um, yeah. Well, I thought that was sick. I think that show, it's my favorite thing on TV right now. Uh, I'm watching that and um, what's it called? The Vinland Saga, the anime on Netflix. I'm not much of an anime guy generally, but this one is a really, really good story. And it's very compelling and a lot of good writing and good like character arcs and growth and development and changing of perspectives and like characters rising and falling. It's it's very, very good. I, I, I love Vinland Saga. I'm, I'm a huge fan. I can't really get enough of it, to be completely honest. Uh, those are the two things I'm obsessed with right now. I love them quite a bit. Um, here's an interesting thing that I don't know how I feel about. In fact, I actually do know how I feel about it. Um, and I don't feel great about it. Uh, where are we? Da, 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 da. Okay, this is from, what's it called? Lad Bible? I don't know. Martin Scorsese's upcoming film with Leonardo DiCaprio will be his second longest running movie. I'm not sure that's a good thing. I really like Martin Scorsese, and I really like Martin Scorsese and DiCaprio together. I love The Departed. I think it's such an underappreciated movie. Uh, it's, it's one of my favorites. I love Wolf of Wall Street. I think that movie is a fucking masterpiece. I love The Aviator. 
you know, I think those are also good. I'm not the biggest Shutter Island fan, but I just don't really like that genre, like psychological thriller. It doesn't really interest me. But um, they are very, very good together. The only thing that gives me a little bit of pause here is that the last thing Scorsese did was that endless Irishman movie. Oh, my God. Why did we need to be that long? Why? And not broken up into episodes, you know? What's it? The Tarantino did that brilliant thing with The Hateful Eight when he had the long cut. He, he put it on Netflix and cut it into episodes. Brilliant. So that I could take a fucking break. You know what I mean? Like, I could stop and... and Okay, you know, whatever, but like that Irishman movie, good God, did it fucking go and go and go. And now it's going to be his second longest running movie. I'm like, oh man, you need an, someone needs to kind of stop him. <laughs> someone needs an editor in there, man. Uh, oh yeah, Gangs of New York, good call, Anthroparian. Man, they've made a lot of movies together. Um, yeah, Gangs of New York, yeah, that was pretty good. A little anticlimactic, I thought, because he wanted to kind of comment on like how, um, you know, New York got bombarded by the Navy, which is an in true fact and an interesting thing when the Civil Civil War draft riots were going on. But it seemed ancillary to the main story. And I felt like as good as that movie was, like the and the final fight and everything was just pretty anticlimactic, you know, because they're all geared up and then they just get bombed. And you're like, wait, I wanted to see them fight. I wanted to have like a Braveheart moment. They're like, nah, nah, the, the government's here. Like, oh. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's New Bomb Turk. That's Newsworthy. Slow Day at Loud Bible. They always, they always have very like um, floofy kind of stuff. But I just wanted to talk about it because I absolutely love Scorsese and DiCaprio together. So that's why I brought it up. There's other, there's other juicier stuff we can talk about. Uh, if this doesn't, uh, if you don't find this interesting, New Bomb. But I, I wanted to talk about it. We're smack bang in the middle of award season, as if anyone gives a shit about that anymore. But film fanatics are already looking forward to the year of great film that lies ahead. Who the fuck was this written by? What? No one. There's That's not the sentiment out there right now. People are not looking at the, the landscape of cinema and they're just like, God, there's going to be so many good movies this year. <laughs> like, I don't think anyone thinks that. I think we were shocked last year when we got a good movie in uh, Maverick. And I think, uh, maybe not equally, but we're kind of like pleasantly surprised and happy with Avatar 2. I do not think everybody is like going gangbusters for the year that could be. Like, get the hell out of here. Lord Toth. I was listening to James Lindsay the other day, and he said Toth, and I always said Thoth. I'm not sure which one it is, but hail, Lord Toth-Thoth. Lord Thoth -thoth. Thoth, -thoth, Thoth. Good to see you, sir. Good to see you. Anthroparian, when you go to the theater in Italy, they put permission, they put intermission in all movies. So for Dune, there was a much-anticipated break to pee and buy ice cream. Brilliant. Do you live in Italy, Anthroparian? Um, but that's, yeah, that's exactly right. That's, that should be, you need a minute. There's an intermission when you go see a play, when you go see a musical or whatever, there should be for movies. It's a long time to sit in one place. And then it's like, you walk out, you, you miss something. I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I don't really like going to the movie theater. I don't, I don't like being held captive. And then if it sucks, I'm stuck. That's what I felt when I, uh, two movies I've ever watched in the theaters, like, ugh, was uh, baby driver, which I loathed thought that was absolutely terrible. And I love Edgar Wright. I mean, it was so stupid. There's so many things wrong with that movie. Like, first of all, just the opening, when he's walking down the street dancing, and I'm like, why are they holding on this shot for so long? Why is, oh my God, am I supposed to find this adorable? I do not. And I was pretty much turned off from that movie right at, right at the jump. And there was, and I kept trying to drop into it. I'm like, okay. All right, I guess he has to do this because Kevin Spacey's character is like putting a you know a metaphorical gun to his head. You're like, all right, and then at the end, Kevin Spacey's like the guy who helps him out because of young love. You're like, what? This is so inconsistent. And then you build up this great villain in Jamie Foxx, and then just out of nowhere, just kill him, and then replace him with John Hamm. You're like, I had, that was his friend. How did that? Ugh, terrible. So that I remember just being like, ugh, and now I'm stuck with this movie. And then uh, Blade Runner 2049 or whatever. God, what an endless movie, too. Just like, guess what, guys? It was the girl in the bubble all along. It's like, oh, I don't even remember her. Okay, her? Great. I mean, am I supposed to care? Is that supposed to be a payoff that I'm, like, impressed with? It was the girl in the bubble. Get it? It wasn't the guy you've been following this whole movie. It's like, cool, I guess? Well, I, I, I don't know, man. That movie's, like, beautifully made, but just kind of pointless. 
Um, maybe Human Hail. Avatar 2 is not doing well domestically at all. Oh, really? It's just, it's just, it's only just over halfway to match Maverick's domestic gross. No shit. I didn't actually know that. That's a, uh, that's pretty cool. That's pretty interesting. I didn't, uh, I don't know if it's cool. That's just, uh, that's, I didn't know that. I thought, oh, I thought it was more popular. I don't want to sit through a four hour fucking CGI fest. That doesn't sound like something I would like to do. Even at home, I don't think I want to do that. I don't care. You know, I, like I just, I watched like Drinker's Review. And I was like, cool. That's, I think that's about enough for me. I don't really think I need to be in the fucking audience for this one. It's like, it sounds fine. I don't know. Uh, Lisa. People used to dress up for theater, movies, airplanes, dinner. We have lost. What we have lost as society is class. Yeah, I, I, I have a weird opinion about that one because it's just like, I don't think you're wrong. But I really like wearing sweatpants and Crocs on the plane. <laughs> Planes are an uncomfortable en- en- endeavor, and I want to be as comfortable as possible. But I do think you're right. I do think we could use a little bit of class. People are like, they dress so, like, even like the cool way to dress now is like sweatpants and like Jordans or something. You're like, I don't know. That's not for me. But that's probably what every generation is. They're getting older. Thinks about the younger generation. Ah, these kids today. Uh, people used to wear ties at baseball games. Yes, indeed. Yes, absolutely. Uh, e. Clay said, I'd rather wear something comfortable, to be honest. I mean, I kind of feel the same way, too. It, d- it depends on the situation, you know what I mean? Like, um, at night or whatever. I don't know. I, I, I see both sides of that one, and I, I don't really dress. I mean, I'm not wearing suits. <laughs> Fuck that. I'm too cool, man. I'm too, like, relaxed and edgy, you know? Mm. Uh, okay, let me just finish this article. Including Martin Scorsese's next big movie, Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh, it's a Western. Okay, the Western crime drama is set to star Leonardo DiCaprio, Brendan Fraser, Robert De Niro, Jesse Plemons, and Lily Gladstone. Who's Lily Gladstone? I don't know who that is. Pretty good cast, though. Have, Have De Niro and who is that? I don't know who she is. What is she on? Born in Montana. I don't know who you are. She's known for certain woman. Oh, she's on Billions. First cow. I I don't. None of this means anything to me. I have no idea. Oh, is she on Reservation Dogs now? Just one episode. Okay. I don't know who she is, but okay. Um, uh, where was I? Where was I in this article? Uh, it's slated for release at some point in May 2023. Those looking forward to Killers of Flower Moon will have to buckle up for one hell of a cinematic experience because it's currently set to be Scorsese's second longest movie. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, oh, he doesn't like... Oh, good, I hear you say. We love watching films that last twice as long as they used to in an age where 15-second TikToks barely hold our attention. Scorsese just knows what his audience is like, but... Maybe he saw the complaints from people who couldn't be bothered to watch The Irishman and thought, I know what I'll make them watch. Another crazy long movie. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. I I completely empathize with this article, but the idea of having to sit down for over three hours to watch his latest work is already stressing me out. I agree. I agree. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't like it. Um, So yeah, it's going to be another three hour movie. I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. I guess... I think, I guess it depends, right? Like, there are, like, I didn't feel like Wolf of Wall Street, that didn't feel long to me. I mean, a lot of Scorsese's movies are actually pretty long. Like, Goodfellas, I think, is, like, over two hours. I think uh, um, Casino's over two hours, you know. If you use it creatively or if you use it to tell the story in, in an interesting way and the time moves, you know, that's that's fine. But if it gets indulgent, it's like, ugh. Someone cut some of this shit out. It doesn't need to be here. Like, it's just kind of like, uh, I just get to keep the audience for an extra half hour or whatever. It's like like that Batman movie. Like, the Batman. Like, you could have cut out that whole part at the end with the snipers and the bomb going. All that didn't have to happen. That was so lame. It was just so unnecessary. And by then, it was like, who cares? I thought the story's over. It's just a whole other thing tacked on there for, like, runtime. You're like, I don't Is this making you more money or something? Why is this here? Uh, thank you, Lord Toth. Thoth. Uh, it's good to be back. It's good to be back, my friend. This is fun. I always have fun. And I, li- I love doing these live solo podcasts because I feel like I'm just kind of hanging out with the chat instead of hanging out with uh, all the panel and stuff like that. 
uh, which is fine. That's all good. But this is just, I don't know, just feels more fun, more relaxed for me anyway. Plus, no one can cut me off or interrupt me. <laughs> it's just me. It also means I need to just keep talking for the entire thing. So, you know, pros and cons, but I'm glad to be here, guys. I'm glad to be here. Thank you very much, Toth. Uh, yeah, that just seems like too much. I don't know. I, uh, I guess it's weird, though, because like people will sit and watch, you know, a season of Netflix in a day. You know what I mean? And then we complain that a movie is too long. But I guess it, it's like chapters in a book. Like, I want it to be long-ish, but I don't want it to be so long that I don't feel like I'm accomplishing anything. Like, it's like kind of like you want just a little bit of a reward for, for having sat through it. I guess that's why when, you, when the episode's over, you're like, okay, finish that episode. There's like a feeling of completion. But when you're like, I got to sit through this four-hour thing, like – just looking up at it and, and having no escape for the whole length of the film is just like, God, man, that seems like a lot. That seems like a lot. Um, Classy Vigilante says, I think in the case of Batman, the studio mandated an action-packed third act. Well, this was like the fifth act because that movie was over. <laughs> and then they just went and added like a whole other thing on there. But you're probably right. I mean, they probably needed the – I don't know. It was so stupid. It was just like, oh, hey, by the way, guys, I've got this whole online following. It's like you're introducing that now? We are like 115 minutes into this movie, and you're like, by the way, there's this whole other thing that I didn't know we, I failed to mention. Like, why did you fail to mention that? You could have used that in the whole storytelling. They could have been at the crowd at some of the, the big stunts or whatever. You just threw that in at the end? Like, ah, that feels pretty tacked on, man. I don't know. I wasn't really a fan. Ooh, uh, I don't need to pull the article up for this, but this I think is pretty interesting. Today's been like an entertainment show. It's just been all, all about entertainment. Kind of go, going back to my roots. Getting back to my roots there. I found out this news, and I was excited to learn it. Turns out Mindhunter, Netflix's Mindhunter, which I think is a great show that catalogs like the FBI's kind of foundations of tracking serial killers and stuff like that that was not a thing that was just to people just didn't they just didn't know that that was an, a, a thing until this one uh detective this one fbi agent like started coming up with this profile of serial killers by interviewing all these maniacs it's really fascinating and there were two seasons and then it said last i heard they weren't going to do it but the, the news is today they are doing a third season of Mindhunter, which I am excited about. I really, really love that the first two seasons of that. There's some great acting. And it's it's a really good story about serial killers without having to see too much graphic violence and stuff. I, I, I don't – I'm not really a, a fan of that. Like, there, you know, I just – I don't – it's too unsettling. It's too disgusting and dark and evil, like pure evil. I don't really like – seeing it i just it's too much and i don't think it helps you know they like fincher managed to really include very little uh, extreme violence in in this show and about serial killers and make it really really compelling it's, it's some of my favorite stuff he's done in, in a really long time uh so i definitely i recommend oh mike DiCarlo. yes i did did you see ryan long was on rogan i sure did i saw my favorite comic on joseph rogan um I don't know. I, I'm not sure how good their chemistry was, you know, like uh, Rogan was doing his Rogan thing where he's like, did you know about this? And then Ryan kept making jokes, but they kept flying right past Joe because I guess he wanted to talk about. I don't know. It was like it was it was I was very happy for Ryan Long. I was, I was thrilled because I love that show. Every time I watch the boys cast and I'm like, I see like 13,000 views. I'm like, how is this not bigger? This is my favorite thing to watch. It's the funniest. He, he's so good at like summing things up and making jokes about absolutely every part of our society, but without sacrificing a point of view, you know, some people just like make what they'll just say whatever words in order that will make a punchline. But like he, he always still like, he's got this great joke where he was talking about like modern day Seinfeld. Uh, and it was just like, Jerry, she's got man hands and face and dick. <laughs> so, fucking funny just such a good joke about you know modern day like <laughs> it's fucking great um but yes i did see him on there and I, I i listened to most of it like i said it was good like they finally kind of caught a rhythm at some point but for a while there it was like i was like ryan's killing joe don't you know don't you you're a professional comedian you, you know those are jokes right man you get that i don't know it's like kind of weird 
Um, but I was very happy for them because I think that show is great. Very good. Uh, Classy Vigilante. I think in the case of the Batman, the studio mandate. Oh, we already said that. Uh, Anthony Perry. When the bean counters demand creative input, always makes things shite. They work best when they when they limit budget. That forces better creativity. You know, yes and no. There's an interesting. Is there's a there's a there's a way. There's like a producer, like a good producer. You know, can really save a film. One of my favorite movies is uh, Almost Famous. It's Cameron Crowe's movie. Uh, he also directed Vanilla Sky and then like a bunch of like sappy shit that I have no interest in. Um, but he, I love Almost Famous. It's about. I'm sure, you guys know about it. Uh, and. There's a director's cut, and I was like, oh, I love this movie. I'll watch the director's cut. The director's cut is shit. It is really bad. It's way too long. It over-explains things that were very clearly came across in the original cut. There was no reason to add extra, this is what their point of view is. This is what they explain. This is really what's going on. You're like, all right, man, I know. I'm not a retard. I got it. Uh, but... So my point is that the editor saved that movie and made it, I think, like a bunch of Oscars when, the, when that mattered. It got a bunch of like nominations and people love it. It's kind of like one of those critics like it, audiences like it. Um, and, but the editor saved that movie. So every once in a while, like I used to kind of be like, oh, directors should have final cut. Nah, not necessarily. You know, sometimes you do need that creative input. It's just that now the executives are like a lot of the like they're, you know. Like they're cult, they're cult people, or they're they're dumb, or they, it's, it's like I don't know. It just doesn't have that same. Hollywood's not the same as it used to be. Like the best town in the world is not there anymore. Like I think you know there was a time where it was like you know one of the most interesting creative art fields, um, but now I don't know. It's just a lot of activists, a lot of people that I met in Hollywood. Like they just want to be in the cool kids club. Like they don't even necessarily like movies that much. They just want to be. They want to have the cool job in the cool town to be on the cool you know whatever. Like they don't. They don't even give a shit about the product. They just want to be in the club. And you're like, this is gross. This is not why I, I signed up. Uh, Classy Vigilante. I really enjoyed the Batman, but it has a bunch of problems. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. God, there was some good stuff in there. But like, if you think about any of it for even a minute, you're like, this is dumb as fuck, dude. This is so stupid. Me and Vigilante used to talk about that where you had like the, the, the car crash that he creates on the freeway that explodes in a fireball where you're like, okay, like 15 people just died there. And he's, I don't care. I've got to get the penguin. And the penguin's like, Hey, I'm not the guy. He's like, Oh, my mistake on your way. <laughs> Superhero. You just murdered like a dozen people, bro. And you're not even in any rush to go see if they're okay. Now that you didn't even capture this guy. Like, why did that happen? That was so stupid. And it's like really sheds bad light on Batman as a character. It's kind of like at the end of that Superman movie where the whole time everybody says what a great guy he is. And then he's just standing in the rubble of this war him and Zod had where the buildings are clearly destroyed. Obviously, millions of people need aid. And he's just making out with Lois Lane. You're like, this is not the time for that, man. The city is on fire. Go be Superman and save people. Good Lord. Uh, yeah, I don't know. DC. What's it? Um. Critical Drinker just put out a video uh, maybe the past week or so about just how the DCEU just sucks as in, in cinema overall. And I think he's 100% right. I completely agree. Uh, Anthroparium, the, I can't say that. What? The, the, the Beanos? What are, what's Beanos? I'm thinking Beaners. I thought you were being a slur. Uh, the Beanos? I don't know what that is. Should decree no damn reshoots. You idiot producers, make up your minds and get it done. Yeah. Yeah, but then there was that, there was a movie I really liked, although it's by a very disliked director in Ryan Johnson, but he did do a really interesting movie called Brick that was like a, uh, detective noir thrill uh, story, but set like in a high school. I thought it was really good. And on the special features, they had the original ending. Ooh. It was horrible. I couldn't even believe they shot it. It looked so bad. But then they did reshoots, and they reshot the ending, and it saved the fucking movie. So yes and no. It just depends on what people's motivations are. If you're, if you're motivated to make the best possible product, great. If you're trying to you know, plug it into an algorithm that makes more money, eh, usually that's not going to work. And if you're trying to you know, appease like a leftist cult, that's definitely never going to work. So don't do those things. Just try to make the best product you can. But uh, I don't think they're listening to me. Uh, new, new track. I like the Batmobile scene in Batman and the chaos scene. I mean, I like them, but they're stupid. <laughs> it's not the same thing. Like, I love Armageddon, but that's dumb as fuck. You know what I mean? Um, 
New Bomb, isn't that the one about the two FBI guys that created profiling as a tool to use? Yeah, I mean, for serial killers, sure. You know what I mean? I, I, I think profiling probably is, saves a lot of time. It's probably good police work overall. Um, but, you know, that could be problematic. I don't really know. Uh, Jake D. Hello, Jake D. Good to see you, brother. Hail to you, my friend. Thank you for joining me on this MF for Podcast on this Wednesday afternoon. Coming to you live. Uh, New Bomb Turk. I love when they use a realistic base for specialty cars in movies. This is a, there's a video about on YouTube making the car. I agree. The Batmobile was fucking cool as hell. Very badass. And yes, it was kind of it was like realistic. It looked good. I liked it a lot. Wasn't almost famous a giant flop. I don't think so, Almost Human, but you might be right. I thought it was a very big movie, but that's maybe because my mom loved it and I loved it, and maybe it just felt bigger at the time. I don't know. Uh, please don't clip that. <laughs> uh, let's see here. On box, box Office Mojo. D to D, D to D, D. Okay, it says uh, it made, oh yeah, I guess you're right. I guess it was a flop. Yeah, worldwide it made about fifty million and on a budget of sixty million. So yeah, it lost money. Huh? That's a shame. That's a great movie. I love that movie. I think it's really, really good. I think a lot of times those Oscar movies really are just trying to make up their budget. I don't know. I I really like that. Can you be in the club too, Matt? In the club? Are you gonna be in the club with me, popping bottles, Jake D? Is that what you mean? We're gonna be in the club with a bunch of hoes and VIP, baby. Woo! Anybody watching uh, Alex Stein's show? That's a fucking maniac. I don't have like a blaze. I don't, I don't know if you have to pay to see it or whatever, but I do. I just love him. He's so funny. I guess he had uh, Brittany Venti on recently. Um, and uh, he, he's just a funny motherfucker, Alex Stein. I'm a pimp on a blimp going insane for the Ukraine. <laughs> he's a pimp on a blimp. Ah, so funny. So funny. Oh, look at that, classy vigilante. Uh, Jake, he's, you know, saying I used to really enjoy your howling about entertainment streams. Look at that, a fan, bro. Classy vigilante, you're a good guy. You are a good guy. Um, yeah, uh, I remember those streams, too. I was on them, I believe. Yeah, that was that was early days. That was early days, man. I'm going on almost three years doing this crazy shit. Uh, Office Girl, Batman was never mentally stable, though. No, that's true, but he had, like, a, a good moral compass. He's supposed to do the right thing. Hello, by the way. Hello from Cambodia. Hope it's cool over there. Hope you guys are having fun. Um, yes, but I, I agree. Oh, look at that. Uh, Jake D, I've been thinking about trying to start it back up. RL got nuts. Real life got nuts. Well, yes, yes, you had a lot you had to do. But uh, that would be great, dude. I'd love to have you back. That would be awesome. You should come do the, the cocktail lounge sometime. Uh, ah, bean counters, not beanos. Right, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, I got through the chat. I did very well. I'm just giving myself a uh, little pat in the black, pat, uh, pat on the, I should just shut the fuck up, honest to God, honest to God, what do we got here, uh, I do have to wrap up pretty soon, oh shit, it's later than I thought, um, you know what, maybe we'll just, oh, this, okay, we'll go out on this one, because this is, this is just hilarious, uh, <laughs> this is pretty funny, you're like, this is, is this a story from today, or is this a story from the past, like, 15 years, because, it sounds identical to all these other stories that I've heard. I'm like, is this? Okay. <laughs> so um, this is this is from the Daily Mail. Came out today. Exclusive. Arkansas cops rule suicide death in, 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 sorry, rule suicide in death of Clinton aide linked to Jeffrey Epstein, who was found shot and tied to a tree with an electrical cord around his neck, despite no sign of a weapon. He got suicided. <laughs> he got suicided, I think. I'm speculating. I don't know. I didn't do the investigation. But this is... Yeah, right? Right, thought. Isn't this one of these... <laughs> isn't this one of these things where you're like, I've heard this before. I... Is this new? I, I've already heard this. Like I, I've heard this several times. Like there's memes about it. It's a joke now. Like it's like a it's like a inside like a inside outside joke, you know. But yeah, I guess I guess this is a developing story, and the Arkansas cops uh, feel like uh, this this guy suicided himself, self deleted. Uh, he was found shot, tied to a tree with an electrical cord around his neck. That is an elaborate way to kill yourself, man. 
You're going to tie yourself to a tree and choke yourself and shoot yourself. And then the gun, what, atomizes? Where did the gun go? They didn't find a gun, but they're sure that he killed himself? Boy, man, I would like to read that police report. That's, that's suspicious, dude. That's suspicious. Oh, this happened in May 2022. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Yeah, it does say that. Okay. But that was last year. But this is, I still have been hearing this for longer than a year. I've been hearing this. Yeah, I've been hearing this for a while. Was found with a gun. Okay, yeah. This is just uh, his body and his car were found at this ranch. So they, they, they seconded it, I guess. After a thorough investigation. No, well, that's not suspicious. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong. I didn't really, uh, I don't know, man. I just remember hearing that for a long time. And you're like, how, how could that be, man? Like, there's no investigation? I feel like there should be an investigation. Like, how... Or like a really lengthy explanation of how the hell that was suicide. Because that just being like, no, no, it's not suicide. Don't worry about it. No, nothing to look here. Nothing to see here. You're like, okay. I don't know, man. That's the little sus, as the kids say. That's a little sus. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. That one, that one made me laugh. It gave me a little chuckle. It gave me a little chuckle. Um, all right. I think I'm going to wrap it up today, guys, because I do have to go to work. I have to make some money, but I will say thank you very much for y'all being here. I really appreciate you guys hanging out with me. Uh, MFR Podcast is back, baby. We're going to be doing more of these. It's going to be fun. I do really like hanging out with you guys uh, uh, during these streams. It's really, it's really a good time. And I get to actually pay attention to what you're saying instead of kind of just like kind of look over a little bit in the chaos and the absolute madness that is the MFR Cocktail Lounge. So this is fun. Thank you guys for being here. Uh, Static 2020 says, yeah, that investigation needs a demo of how that worked. I, right? You need like the recreation. I need like 3D models. You know, I, I need to, I need to know. I need details because that is a lot. That is a lot. Uh, oh, maybe human says this. <laughs> that means we have cocaine bear armed with a gun now. Yeah, exactly, dude. He's high on coke and now he's got that nine or whatever. Uh, oh, Static 2020 says, uh, it took almost a year to investigate a suicide. Yeah. Yeah, sus, sus, sus. Well, anyway, uh, thanks, guys, for being here. I really appreciate you. Um, have a good one. Come back for Friday for the MF for Cocktail Lounge. You know, should be a good show. Last show, last week's show was a ball. I had so much fun. Ruben, Christopher Haynes, and Jed, like, put together, like, this kind of extravaganza. We had, like, a lot of guests. We went for, like, five, five and a half hours. It was super fun. It was super fun. So, Thank you for being here. I'm, I'm grateful to be back and with all you wonderful people. So have a great day, and I'll see you all on the flip side. Toodaloo. Thank you for watching. Please press like, subscribe, and have a wonderful day.